Nicola's homemade treats are as honest as they come, and so are her customers. Article by Suzanne Pender A novel idea at Johnstown Carlow is not only brightening the day of passing motorists, but also offering that delicious pick-me-up we all crave. Johnstown Honest Hut is a charming dresser filled with lots of delicious baked treats and homegrown products that's located outside the gate of Nicola O'Shea's home on the main Hackettstown Road from Carlow Town. What makes Johnstown Honest Hut unique is that it's self-service, so customers take what they want, then pop their payment into the honesty box. The dresser is filled daily with all sort of scrumptious baked goodies from lemon drizzle to Snickers squares, cookies to chocolate chip muffins, delicious brown bread, jams, chutney, eggs, and whatever other surprises emerge that day from Nicola's kitchen and garden. The response has been incredible, with customers snapping up all the yummy bakes and an empty dresser awaiting Nicola at the end of every day. I'm enjoying it. It's all a bit mad, but I'm getting a great response. People seem to be really enjoying it, says Nicola. The amount of people who have said that they wanted to give me a like or share, but they're supposed to be in Slimming World, so they can't, laughs Nicola. Nicola's main business is Nicola's Embroidery. So while the honest buying is happening all day at her gate, she's working away in her workshop. Then later that night, or bright and early the next morning, her inner baker is unleashed. It all started in September. I set up a table at the gate to sell my jams and chutneys that I always made. And a friend of mine had hens and chickens, so we sold the eggs too. And rhubarb, tomatoes, whatever else I had growing or in the garden, explains Nicola. Then there was this one day I had feck all jams or chutneys or anything else, and it was all looking a bit miserable, so I decided to bake a few cakes or something. Then out came Mary Berry's sister, she laughs. The honesty element of her venture is working well, with, she says, 98% of people putting the exact amount into the box. I've had the odd one or two, but for the majority of people it's working. I've often had people calling me to say that they were a euro short and they'd pay me the next time they call. People can always just knock on the door of the workshop. I'm always there, she said. Nicola modestly describes her baking as very simple, with no pre-planning, just using the produce she has, what's seasonal and available. I don't have a set list of what I do each day, it just happens, she says. Mixed berry tray bake, flapjacks, salted caramel coffee cake, raspberry and white chocolate mini cakes, Kinder Bueno squares, ginger cake, muffins, anything can find its way to the dresser on any given day. She posts daily to the Johnstown Honest Hut Facebook page to let people know what's available that day. Nicola also makes apple juice, which is pressed by a company in Tipperary. People give me things as well. My neighbour Jimmy Couchman gives me apples from his orchard. I collect berries and things. It's all stuff that otherwise would go rotten in the ground or be dumped. What I get, I use it, she adds. Industrious and incredibly hard-working, Nicola is someone who enjoys being busy. She's also currently preparing to open her annual pop-up shop in Carlo Shopping Centre on Tuesday the 1st of December, where she sells her embroidered products, hampers, and all sorts of unique little crafts and goods. If you're travelling from Carlow Town, Johnstown Honest Hut, the air code is R93 
P529 is located on the R726 just after the motorway overpass near the power station. Cross-border crafters join forces to showcase unique lace-making traditions. Article by Michael Tracy Months of hard work culminated in a unique art collaboration between Boris Lace Makers and the South Armagh Lace Collective. The Boris Group wish to thank everyone who tuned in to the virtual launch of their Common Threads Laces Across the Border project on Saturday the 24th of October and since. This was the culmination of months of work with the South Armagh Lace Collective, who had been a wonderful group to work with. It was a fabulous showcase of lace-making traditions in Boris and Carrickmacross. Common Threads, Laces Across the Border, has been a huge success despite the difficulty organising the project due to current restrictions. It has been a brilliant experience for both groups and we all hope to meet up in the future when circumstances allow, said Crea Nolan, Secretary of the Boris Lacemakers. Congratulations go to all of the lace makers who gave their time to create beautiful pieces of lace for the Boris lace wall hanging. It is hoped this unique piece of visual art will serve as a monument to Boris lace makers of the past, present and future. The Boris wall hanging also has a beautiful piece of Carrick Macross lace entitled The Beacon, made by Rosie Finnegan Bell from the South Armagh Group. Ms Finnegan Bell said, the beacon is a tribute to the late John Hume, who died on the 3rd of August, just as we were starting the project. The piece depicts a lighthouse, which seems an appropriate symbol of the hope and guidance he offered during the darkest days of the Troubles. If you missed the live premiere, you can still tune into Common Threads, Laces Across the Border on YouTube. You will also find the links on Facebook at Boris Lace and Facebook at Irish Laces. Boris Lacemakers dedicated their Common Threads film to Australian lacemaker Mary Laurie, co-author of the Boris Lace Collection, a unique Irish needle lace. Mary has been hugely instrumental in the current Boris Lace revival, which started in 2016. Boris Lacemakers are immensely grateful to the Department of Culture, Heritage and the Gaeltacht for the funding which made this cross-border project possible. Thanks also to local TD and Minister of State Malcolm Noonan for his input. A sincere word of thanks to the McMurray Kavanagh family of Boris House for their ongoing support of the Boris Lace Revival. The opening of their home to the project for the filming and unveiling was greatly appreciated. Thanks to Aoife Kavanagh who spoke on behalf of the McMurray Kavanagh family, to Newry Morn and Down District Council for its great support with the project, and to Therese Hamill from the Ring of Gullion Partnership for her ongoing advice and guidance. A very special word of thanks to Mark McCavitt from 8990 for his filmmaking skill and expertise and creating a lasting visual record of the Common Threads project. To Gay Grant, The Fennel Shed, and Nicola Doherty Rowe, Old Schoolhouse Quilts, Buncrana, County Donegal, for working to create such beautiful quilted patchworks. Thanks to Brendan Joyce of Barrow Vision Studios who filmed the unveiling of the Boris Wall hanging. Thanks also to Roger Jones Photography for providing beautiful photographs of the event. For promoting the project, the organisers would like to thank the Nationalist, KCLR, 
The Irish Farmer's Journal, Irish Country Living, Carlo Tourism Ireland, and to all the friendly team at Burris Parish Notes and Burris Focus Centre. €3 million Euro fund to help local firms restart. Article by Michael Tracy. Almost €3 million Euro has been provided to Carlo companies to help them restart their businesses in COVID-19 times. €2.9 million Euro had been paid to Carlo companies as part of the Restart Grant Plus as of the 9th of October. The funds are allocated through Carlo County Council and other local authorities and Carlo was given a €4.1 million Euro allocation. Under the scheme, small and medium-sized businesses can now get between €4,000 and €25,000 to help with the costs associated with reopening and adapting to what is a different environment. To qualify for a grant, the main criteria are a business must be commercial and in the local authority rate system, apart from non-rateable B&Bs which can apply to Fáilte Ireland. It must have suffered a 25% loss of expected turnover between the 1st of April and the 30th of June. It must have less than 250 employees and a turnover of less than €25 million. And it must declare its intention to re-employ staff in receipt of the temporary wage subsidy scheme. Carlotown becoming more bike-friendly. Article by Michael Tracy. There appears to be more green shoots in making Carlo more bike-friendly. The Carlo Cycling Campaign's recent Bike and Brunch event was described as a great success by organisers. 25 cyclists of all ages took part, heading off in groups of 10 for a cycle around Carlo Town before finishing at Carlo Farmer's Market for some refreshments. The aim of the cycle was to show that it's possible to cycle safely around Carlo and an opportunity to get people together to build a cycling community. The Carlo Cycling Campaign also welcomed the recent Carlo 2040 draft plan for the regeneration of Carlo Town. The plan makes repeated references to cycling, including prioritising cycling, walking and public transport in Carlo Town. Campaign member Chris Davey was happy to see an emphasis on cycling and walking in the plan. Part of the plan looks at creating an opening between Barrick Street and Potato Market for pedestrians. Chris believes there are other streets that could be revitalised for walkers and cycling. We all know these things have to happen. We need them to happen. We have seen the immediate benefits in Dublin, the pedestrianisation of streets, he said. There is no reason why Carlo could not be doing it. He added that reducing speed limits on the road in Carlow Town would also be beneficial in making Carlow more bike-friendly.